you can't always get what you want. Can't always get what you want. On Tuesday, I was very much hoping for a Biden landslide. And we almost got it. We almost got it. On Tuesday at like 6 p.m. Pacific time, I was eating a burrito. I was stress eating. I was watching CNN. I was watching John King. And at that point, Biden had Texas and he had Florida. And we knew it was, you know, the early vote and that much of the in-person vote hadn't been tabulated, but it was like looking good. It was looking like we might actually find out who won that night, especially if you were able to pick up something like Florida or a Texas. But obviously none of that ended up happening. As far as I know, Biden at this moment, which is 7, 10 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, November 5th, Biden has won Michigan, Wisconsin, and then Fox has called Arizona for him, but none of the other networks have as of yet. This is shaping up to be one of the closest electoral college races potentially ever. And we wanted a landslide because we wanted a repudiation of Trumpism. Trump is certainly not the most racist president we've ever had. There have been presidents who were slaveholders. There were presidents like Lyndon B. Johnson and Richard Nixon, who were honestly probably even more racist, both in their heart and in their words, but they had the benefit of being president before the internet. Trump is such an interesting character because racism for him, is not just a bug, it's a feature. Many of the real rabid Trump supporters, they love how unpolitically correct he is because that's how they wish they could be. And they love seeing him be like that. They love it when he says that he's the least racist president ever, that racism doesn't exist that there is no such thing as systemic racism. Trump is racist in his heart, I believe. He supports many racist policies, and he's the most virulently outspoken racist president we've ever had. We have ever had. And the fact that more people voted for him in 2020 than voted for him in 2016 is not only not a repudiation of Trumpism. It shows that people love that and that enough people are willing to tolerate it as well. You know, during work the other day, someone brought up this point that you can't say that everyone who voted for Trump is a Trump supporter. There are Trump supporters and then there are people who voted for Trump. And I rock with that. But what I learned on Tuesday was that there's hella people that rock with Trump because racism just isn't a big enough deal for them. It's not a disqualifier. And I was thinking about this just a few hours ago, and I got motivated to do this episode because I was thinking about the internet and how it's related to Trump. And I was thinking about the internet 
in the context of human insecurity and the kind of things that Gary talks about. My understanding, my belief about the internet is that the internet did not create human insecurity, obviously, but it exposed it. It took advantage of it if we're talking about social media in particular. It exposed it, it took advantage of it, and it worsened it to a certain extent. And I think Trump is similar. Trump could not have won the presidency pre-internet. But what Trump has done is he has not created the racial divide in America. But he has exposed it, he has exploited it, and he has deepened it, similar to what the internet has done with human insecurity. And what is just abundantly clear in November of 2020, post the election, is that racism is cheered and tolerated in America. This is America. And it'll probably always be like this. Racism is cheered and tolerated in this empire. And I'm at a place where I accept that. I'm not fighting reality anymore. I accept that. I accept that racism is tolerated and cheered on in America. And I'm also in the process of unwinding my entitlement to this notion that America should be better than this. And this is a really important point. This is something I picked up from Gary like last week. Why should America be a good post-racial place? Who am I to demand or expect that from this empire? There's a certain entitlement. There's a certain level of entitlement that comes with the expectation that things should be better. And I'm at a place where I'm letting go of that and accepting the fact that racism is cheered and tolerated in this country. I'm dumb getting outraged. You know, I've, I've talked a lot about Naval Ravikant in the past few weeks. And I recently went and re-listened to an episode he did on the Tim Ferriss show with Tim and Nick Zabo. They were talking about Bitcoin and blockchain and hella stuff. And there was this point in the conversation where Naval talked about how we're still living in an age where people are getting outraged over things that other people say. Because for most of human history, most ideas were just in people's heads. But the internet, and Twitter in particular, gave voice to a lot of those ideas. And people started getting outraged because we had just never heard people say this kind of shit before. And I think as we go into 2020... We all have to just recognize that this is the way the world is now. And I think over time, people will get less and less outraged because it's not sustainable. And I'm at that point right now. I can't sustain my outrage over everything that I see on the internet. I have to accept that certain things are just certain things. 
that racism is cheered and tolerated in America, a feature, not a bug. And at the end of the day, the question remains the same. What am I going to do about it? What can I do about it? Where is my focus going to be today? I'm done. I'm done being outraged. You can't always get what you want. That's a fact. And I'm done being outraged. All I'm thinking about is putting my foot on the gas, asking myself what I can do today to make this better, and just staying focused, bruh.